0: Those words kind of first struck me when I read through um, this passage. And remember, last week I talked a little bit um, about when I look through and and I find kind of the odd bits in there and and how the nuggets are found in those bumps in the unexpected, or the bumps of the unexpected in the expected. Well, um, When I'm also preparing for a sermon, I usually like to start reading with the NRSV, which is the New Revised Standard Version. And then I go to the Greek text, and then I go and I look at um, what other versions and translations, um, interpretations have been, and uh, see how they've translated the passage. Well, Eugene Peterson's, uh, the message, is a part of that mix. And I love how he can turn a phrase. I mean, there are times he does it with irritating finesse. <laughs> and, and I need to qualify, it, it's, it's, his finesse isn't irritating, but rather his finesse makes the text irritating. You know, and I figure that if it disturbs me, then he really might be on to something. You know, the way I see it, uh, the Bible can be very comforting, but it is rarely comfortable. It's a sacred text, and it is too edgy for that. And so every time when I read the scriptures, um, I run across some obnoxious passage that reminds me that the journey isn't over that there's still more, more to come, that the divine vision for humanity, the divine vision for me, is still in process. It's unfolding. There is still more ahead, and it kind of pesters me out of complacency or indifference by having my own potential, having our potential pointed out to us. Today's reading is that way. So, this new resurrection life. Now, wouldn't you expect to hear that um, being spoken of in like April and May? You know, it's kind of like an Easter thing, you know? You do that, you hit Pentecost, and... uh, Well, I used to read the liturgical calendar that way. You know, Pentecost happened, you close the book on Easter and move on to ordinary time. Well... I was wrong, <laughs> which is not surprising. Um, Easter, Easter is open-ended. It, 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 it isn't a time-sensitive event, but it is continually nascent. It is, it is always emerging into our present reality. And better yet, it's unremitting. Its significance never lets up on us. Never. And so the image that came to mind, and I know this is going to sound really weird, like I'm mixing all of my holidays together, which I probably am, <clears throat> it sounds like a ghost story. <whistles> That's right. It's, a, it's like a restless ghost that will not let us sleep. We are still haunted by the message of Easter. And it's August. Ooh, wow. How about that? And if you're really, really quiet, you might be able to hear the, the, the clanking of shackles falling off or the creaking groan of doors being open and a whisper just on the edge of your right ear going, Resurrection! Resurrection, resurrection. And it's there haunting us all the while. Like a specter, it passes through the walls of prejudice and the barricades of classism that we erect. It haunts us in the chambers of provincial dogma in the hopes of arousing us out of the complacent stupor that humanity finds in itself. The Holy Spirit won't let us sleep but keeps rattling off the chains that we try to bind on the Spirit, calling us to, as Paul says, to pursue the things over which Christ presides. There's so much pain, there's so much hurt, there's so much anger, frustration. It is overwhelming. You know, um, we live in an era where knowledge is at our fingertips, I can have more knowledge available to me in a second than what the average person could have had available to them in a lifetime just a hundred years ago. With a tap, I can know. And with this incredible technology comes the experience of knowing what's going on all around us and it can get overwhelming. You know, as soon as it happens, the phone buzzes and says, hey, there's been a shooting in El Paso, Texas. Buzz, hey, there's been a shooting in Dayton, Ohio. And there's so much going on, it's hard to process it. And it is so darned easy to get overwhelmed by it and numb to it. And so I think that's a part of what this Holy Ghost is up to, trying to keep us from becoming numb, from becoming indifferent because it's so overwhelming. Mm. So we pursue the things over which Christ presides. And it's a high calling because you see we, each of us, are called to be something more. And it's a really scary thing. Because you see, the name of the game is transformation. And that's what we're about. We're about transformation, becoming something more than we already are. And that's tough. We resist the message. We're like the man who went to the doctor for a physical. You hear about this guy? Well, after the exam, the doctor says, you're in terrible shape. You know, if you do not change your lifestyle, you're going to die. And the man said, well, Doc, what should I do? The doctor said, well, the best thing you can do is to stop drinking, stop carousing, and stop staying out all night. The man paused for a while, and he said, well, what's the next best thing I can do? (laughs) See, the name of the game is transformation, and it feels like a death. It means quelling everything that is connected with the way of death. Paul then gives us that list in there. He says, promiscuity, impurity, lust, doing whatever you like, whenever you like, grabbing whatever attracts your fancy, and we're really good at that. You know, shining. Yeah. Squirrel. <clears throat> you know, we're really good at being distracted by the shiny new things and and. And if, you know, he he gives that list of what you might call like the physical sins and stuff like that, and if that isn't your hang-up, then there are the spiritual sins. And uh, uh, such as, uh, what is it, anger, wrath, malice, slander, gossip, abusive language, lying. You know, in the Bible, the sins of the spirit are just as harmful... Um, and just as destructive of human life as the sins are of the flesh. And so, when we hang on to these, we're being less than we are made to be. The problem is that being less is very, very comfortable. It's easier to say, hey, I can't do it, I'm, I'm not important, I just don't amount to very much, I'll never change, that's no use. hmm you know That may be easy, but it's not true. There is more to you that is waiting to happen, um, that's already happening, even though you don't know it. And it continues. You can be little tiny kids. You can be two weeks, two minutes, two seconds old, or 200 years old. And there's still room to grow. You know, he talks about the the uh, put the clothing on the spirit of Christ. I found out what that's made out of. Spandex. <laughs> it's true because you put that on and you got room to grow. And you keep. I went into. Um, uh, Under Armour store, have you ever been in one of those places? And they have these shirts that you're supposed to put on, and it kind of hugs your figure, and everything, and it's supposed to make you ooh, look buff. And uh, I went in, and I decided to get the really slim fit and everything, <laughs> and I put that on, and, one of the, and I said, and you know, it didn't work. And one of the guys that uh, a friend of mine, Bill, uh, shot said, you kind of looked like a sausage, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I did. But that's the material that Christ has given us. It expands. It's designed to grow bigger as we grow bigger. And that's this new resurrection life. And this new way of life is custom made by the creator. And it's got God's designer label on it. So if you're serious about living into this new resurrection life of Christ, then Paul says, go and live that way. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along with your eyes to the ground, absorbed in things just in front of you. Look up. Be alert to what is going on all around you and how the spirit of Christ is, is, is happening. And that's where the action is. See things from Christ's perspective. See things, see your life through the eyes of God. What a glorious thing. You know, the Holy Spirit, Spirit startles us and, and by revealing to us, you know, what is most startling is that the Holy Spirit reveals to us Are you ready? I don't want to scare you. So just, you know, take a deep breath. The Holy Spirit reveals to us our own significance. Ah, yeah. Yeah. On this little bitty blue speck, do you you remember the, the story of when Voyager was leaving the solar system? Carl Sagan had talked NASA into to taking um, a picture towards the Earth you know, as he was departing. And there it was that, it was like a pixel big, and it was a blue dot. And on that tiny blue dot is us, all of humanity and the vastness of space on this tiny blue dot. And the shocking thing about Scripture is that you still matter. That your own significance has cosmic ramification. I don't know how that works. But it's scary to think about. It's also kind of cool. (laughs) <laughs> Do you remember, um, ever read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? You did? Yeah. <laughs> it's a funny story. Anyway, it's kind of kooky, actually. Um, yes, yeah, so right. You'll say, okay, I just needed a little dose of reality after reading that. Thank you. <laughs> but <clears throat> there is this scene where Zaphod Beeblebrox, um, that's the guy, the has head, flip head? Okay, yeah. Um, Zaphod Beeblebrox is brought before this tribunal, and he's facing, the, the, what, the ultimate reality perspective drive or something like that. And he goes into it, <clears throat> and usually what happens is that this is the worst punishment anybody can undergo because everybody, you know, kind of withers away and dies. And what it is is inside... You get the perspective of the vastness of the universe. And then, on the micro-dot of a micro-dot of a micro-dot, there is an arrow saying, you are here. (laughs) And then when that was over, Zaphod steps out, and the guard is totally amazed that he's still living. And Zaphod says, I didn't know I was that important you are. And that's the message. That's the message that haunts us, that calls us to something bigger and better and more real than we can imagine. And it may be scary, but it's also really good news. So are your spandex. <clears throat> Amen.